welcome to Awaken and Rise, the podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, a spiritual mindset coach passionate about all things spirituality, manifestation, energetics, mindset, human design, and so much more. My mission is to guide you to know yourself on a deep soul level, to help you to energetically upgrade to manifest your deepest desires, for you to uplevel your mindset and to expand your spirituality. Thank you for joining me on this journey to awaken and rise. Hi, hello, welcome back. I am so excited to be here today. It's been, I think, over a month since I have recorded a podcast episode. This is the first episode for 2024. I've been away for a bit, but it feels so good to be back. One of my favorite things ever, which is recording podcast episodes, which is so funny when I think about it because I'm literally sitting in my bedroom at my desk talking to a microphone by myself. But for some reason, I just, it's therapeutic. I love it. And I'm excited to get back into it. So today's episode is mostly going to be like a life update. A lot has happened in the past month since I've recorded my last episode. I ran my first retreat yesterday. So I'm going to give you updates on that. Um, I was in Bali for almost a month. Obviously it was like Christmas sort of New Year's period and I feel like I've really anchored into what I want my 2024 to look like and the themes and all of that. So I'll go into that. A few things that I was really like, I guess, struggling with or navigating over that time as well. And I don't know, whatever, whatever else wants to come through as well. So I'm excited to give you a life update, but also it's going to have a lot of like lessons that I've learned and things that I can share about, yeah, the lessons that I've learned and, and maybe you can take something from my own lessons that you can really implement into your own life. So I think I'll start with the retreat yesterday because I guess that literally happened yesterday. So for those that don't know, I have a retreat business with two of my good friends and we ran our very first retreat. It's called Lumina and it's a retreat for teenage girls, which is really fun. So we had 12 girls yesterday, all from different ages. I think the youngest was 13 to 14 And then the oldest was just about to turn 18. So it was a really good mix of like ages and backgrounds and just, you know, a lot of people didn't know anyone. They came alone, which as a little teenager, like I personally would never have done anything without, you know, having a friend there or something like that. So the fact that these girls could just show up not knowing anybody and coming to a retreat where they knew, you know, nothing of what we were going to do or anything. So it was really, really special. I feel like I'm still on a high. And, you know, I went into it not knowing what to expect. I think my first sort of hesitation when we started this business was like, teenage girls can be mean, right? I feel like from my own personal experience, when like I was in high school and all of that, there was a lot of bitchiness going on. There was a lot of like groups. There was a lot of like, you know, drama. And I was kind of a little bit hesitant of doing it because of that reason. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like, would these girls really be into it? Would they take us seriously? Would there be like bullying? Like, how would I handle that? How would I navigate that as a facilitator? All of that. And it's so funny that all of those fears that I had were so not necessary because these girls, Oh my God, I could get emotional. were so beautiful. They went above and beyond my expectations They were so engaged and interested in literally every single workshop that we did. 
they didn't want to go home at the end of the day. They were like, I just want to do this again. Most of them have been like, I'm going to book another ticket for next time. They want to do overnight retreats. They absolutely loved it, which was so amazing. So I won't go too much into it, but basically we had a mixture of a lot of health stuff, movement stuff. We had a Pilates class and then I did my own little workshop as well, which was really fun. So we started the day off doing intros and all of that. And then we went up and did a vision board workshop, which was really fun. The girls really loved it. Then we had a break and went into a Pilates class and a little breathwork session. So they were really learning how to like, you know, calm anxiety, calm the nervous system with the breathwork and then into a Pilates class. And not one of them had ever done a Pilates class before. It was their first time and they all loved it. And literally like all of them, apparently I wasn't watching because I was setting up my own thing, but apparently all of them were doing all the exercises. Nobody had to stop. Like everyone was just doing so amazing and they loved pushing themselves to their limits. And then I had my workshop. So I did a bit, actually, I started off with a sound healing. And again, I kind of thought, oh my God, there's going to be girls that are like laughing because it's going to be silent and me just doing like these sound balls for a while. But oh my God, all of them were obsessed. They all had different experiences. They felt so calm after, you know, a few of them like even saw colors and images came through, which is like a big indicator of psychic, you know, abilities there. So that was really fun. And then I did a little cow ceremony. I taught them how to make a cow and all the properties and benefits and all of that. And then we all went around and had some, which they loved as well. And they were like keen to make it in their goodie bags. They got a bag of cacao so they can go home and make it themselves, which is really cool. They all got like matching. Um, we got custom made bracelets in Bali that are little crystal bracelets and they all got matching ones and they were just so beautiful. And then I did a manifestation sort of meditation. And a lot of them said that was their favorite part actually me doing this meditation, which was really cool. It was kind of like a higher self, like imagine yourself as your, you know, highest and best. Like, what is she doing? Who is she being? Who does she have in her life? How does she treat other people? It was a really, really high vibe meditation. And I had some really cool music going on in the background as well. So a lot of them said that was their favorite, which is really cool. Then I did a journaling workshop as well. So we got these custom made, we like designed them ourselves, these journals. So They were like, you know, the prompted journals that are like one page a day, five minutes in the morning vibe. It's like, you know, things that you're grateful for, some affirmations for the day. What are you going to work on today? All of that. And then there's also like a lined section as well, which is where they can like kind of free journal. So they were free journaling for a while and they were so into it. They were journaling journaling for like, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes, just like nonstop journaling about all the things that came up in the meditation. And like, this is, these are young girls. Like I was just so I don't know. I didn't know what to expect, but whatever I was expecting, it was just blown out of the water. I was just so, it was so cool to see how interested and engaged they were the entire time. And then even people that, you know, may not have been into spirituality so much had such an open mind with all the things that I was saying and going into. None of them have ever done, you know, a sound healing before or even tried cacao before. And they were all like, oh my God, tell me more. Like so interested in it. It was really, really amazing. So yeah, that's something that I'm excited to go into more this year. We want to do some day retreats and then yeah, by popular demand by all the girls yesterday, we're going to do some overnight retreats as well. So if you, I don't know, know anybody, we're located on the central coast near Sydney and Newcastle. So if you're in any of those areas and you know anybody between 14 and 17, 18, and you feel like they either need this or 
know that they'll be interested in it. It's such a great way to make new friends. We have a group chat now on Instagram with all the girls. Everyone made friends. They all spoke about the importance of like being surrounded by good people and positive people. And it brings your whole vibration up. They knew the benefits of that. And they feel like they were surrounded by all like-minded people, like-minded girls that are all on the same sort of journey together. And it was just, yeah, such an amazing day. So if you feel like you know somebody that would be interested, our account is Lumina The Retreat on Instagram. So L-U-M-I-N-A, The Retreat. I'm not sure when our next retreat will be, but we do have a wait list going. So stay tuned for new retreats being released soon. So that's definitely been a highlight over the past month. And then a couple of days before Lumina, I got back from Bali. So I was in Bali for three weeks. I had, I think it was nearly a week by myself, which long story, that wasn't meant to happen, but stuff happened. And I actually think it was super divinely guided on my end that I had to spend alone time overseas. You know, I had to fly over by myself and I was there for like five days or six days or something before people came over. And I know like to a lot of people that probably doesn't sound like a big deal. And like in hindsight, it actually wasn't, but I'd never solo traveled before. So I was a little bit nervous, not even from like a safety aspect or anything. I was just like, I don't know. I love being alone and I'm alone a lot of the time. I I definitely need that. And I thrive in that, but it's uncomfortable, right? Like I didn't know anybody over there. I was like, how am I going to fill my days up? Like, what am I going to do? And it honestly ended up being so amazing. I spent so much time by myself. I did all the things that I wanted to do. I even made some friends, which was really cool. So yeah, I loved that. I initially stayed in Bingen in Uluwatu, which is probably oh, between that and we went over to Lombok as well, which is not part of Bali. It's like a different part of Indonesia. Those two places were probably my favorite. But we went all over, like we did kind of the rounds. We started off in Bingen and then we went up to Sunua, then back to Bingen when everyone arrived as well. I took them over there. We stayed in this beautiful, beautiful villa. And then I think we went to a bud after that for a couple of days. Then from a bud over to Lombok, which is a different island. And oh my God, Lombok is so underrated. It is so quiet. The beaches are the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen in my whole life. It definitely gives kind of like Maldives sort of vibes. It's like pristine white sand, crystal clear water. It's so quiet. Like it's not touristy. The roads are super quiet. Like there's no traffic. Like the rest of Bali, there's so much traffic. Yeah, I love that area and I can't wait to go back. It was just so incredible. And then we came back and we did Chenggu sort of Semenyak area for the last couple of days, which was such a contrast between like Lombok is so quiet. And then going back to Chenggu is like probably the busiest part of the whole, you know, the whole of Bali. It wasn't too, too bad, but it was just like, yeah, a lot of traffic and a lot of people. But yeah, overall amazing. I do have a few like lessons that I learned during that time. So it's so funny. I feel like I'm never really sick. But while I was there for the three weeks or however long it was, I got basically every sickness under the sun. Like I literally got the flu on the plane in. And then I had this hectic cough for like basically the whole trip. I was like bedridden for the first couple of days because I had the flu so bad. And then I got Bali belly literally three times. <laughs> Two times wasn't too bad, but the first, I mean, the, the, the middle turn was, oh my God. I was like, again, couldn't leave my bed basically for 48 hours. 
I was in like this dark, dark room with the aircon on, just dying. I couldn't even look at my phone, couldn't read. I was just like sleeping the entire time or just staring at the ceiling. I was like hallucinating from like fevers and stuff. I was very sick. And it's so funny because I feel like a lot of people like go, you know, traveling to different countries and obviously everyone's hygiene standards and like the food that they eat and their own microbiomes and the way that they live is so different in each country. So when we go to a different country that like, yeah, it might be a little bit more developing, have different hygiene standards. They eat different food to us and we really immerse ourselves in that. Like no wonder why we get sick because it's just different to what we're used to and what our gut is used to. And I think I've learned that I've actually got a really not great microbiome because the amount of times I got sick over there and I was being very um, like precautious I was doing all the regular things that you do, like not to get sick, but for some reason I was meant to. And I actually think this is one of the lessons that I learned over there. And this is something that I really want to bring into my life and my energy this year is the reminder that, or it's my belief at least, that everything is energy. Like every single thing on this planet is energy including yourself. And there's energetic reasons for everything. And I think I really forgot that recently and was really stuck in like the, I want to say for 3D, like the the here and now, the, the human stuff, which is so fine and perfect. But I really, this trip was reminded of energy. Every single thing is energy. And I think all of my sicknesses were energetic. I had a lot of things that I needed to purge and I was obviously vomiting a lot which is a form of purging. I think I had a lot of energetic releases because after I would get better after these sicknesses, I would feel like a different person in the best way. Like I felt like I really had an energetic release and really let go of a lot of things that I was trying to let go of. And it was almost like mentally, I was like, no, I'm letting go of this. I'm letting go of this. But I almost had to have the physical release and the physical purge. And it wasn't happening without me getting sick. You know, coughing when I had that hectic cough, that is you're coughing up mucus, you're coughing up like energy in your body. You're releasing that, you're allowing that to exit the body. And then obviously the gastro stuff like vomiting and and whatever, that is an energetic release as well. So as uncomfortable as it was, and as much as I hated it, I think it was very needed. And it also allowed me to have a lot of like chill time. Like everyone would go out for the day, go out surfing, go out on the boat, whatever. And I was basically forced to stay in my, in my bed. I literally, I think one of the days I did not even see sunlight. Like I was just so sick. I experienced a fever and fever is your body literally heating itself to be able to kill off the, the virus, the bacteria or whatever. But also I feel like it killed off other things as well, like energetic things as well. So I obviously sweat all of that out. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I see sickness in such an energetic way. So as much as it sucked, I'm very grateful that it happened because I feel like I purged a lot. And even though like literally being sick or vomiting is like one of my biggest fears, I feel like I actually almost like got rid of that fear because it happened so much. I was just like, I'm not scared of it anymore. It actually wasn't too bad. Actually, that's a lie. It was it was horrible. But like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not as scared of it anymore. Now, another thing that happened was a dopamine detox. And this is very unintentional. Like I didn't really go into Bali being like, I want to, you know, do a dopamine detox and stop being on my phone so much and blah, blah, blah. But it just kind of happened that way. So I feel like I was before, before going to Bali, I was 
very overworked. I was very much becoming aware of my workaholic tendencies, which I knew deep down, but I don't know. It was almost like something that I didn't really want to work on at the time. It was just like, yep, okay, this is my reality. It's not forever. It's okay. I know that I'm a workaholic. Like, let's move on kind of thing. Whereas the end of last year, I was actually becoming way more aware of it and realized that it actually wasn't a great thing and that it was probably a problem. And that I was actually using work or like being productive as potentially a distraction or even a sense of worth in a way as well of like, oh, I'm working heaps. It means that I'm worthy. And don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I have three businesses. I have other things on outside of those things as well. And I've spoken about this before, but it's so ingrained into me, into my subconscious way that I was raised all of that to work, work, work which I am grateful for because I feel like I have a really strong work ethic. But at the end of last year, I realized it's not sustainable. I really have too many loops open. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'll know that open loops and closing loops is a thing that I speak about all the time. But I was overworked. I was overwhelmed. I had way too many loops open, too many tabs open in my head, in my energy, in my mind. And whenever I would have downtime, I noticed myself, I would just go on my phone because it was like a quick, you know, dopamine here hit. I would like scroll on TikTok and I'd be like, oh, interesting. I learned something new or like, you know, a video made me laugh or whatever. And I was using it as an escape because it was so hard for me to go from like, go, go, go to absolutely nothing. It was very uncomfortable. So I was like, oh, I'll just go on my phone. So anyway, in Bali, I basically looked at my phone. I don't know. Not that, not that often. I didn't scroll. I mean, for one, TikTok is like banned in Indonesia because it, I don't know why I just couldn't get access to it. It thought that I was in Hong Kong and TikTok is now like no longer a thing in Hong Kong or in China. I'm not sure, but it kept saying Hong Kong for me. But anyway, I basically didn't have access to my usual dopamine, my usual distractions. Not that I wanted to be distracted over there, but especially when I was by myself, it could have been so easy for me to like, you know, before I went to bed, I would just do like a quick scroll which I literally couldn't do. So I was really faced with all the things that I was avoiding and also faced with being bored. And I don't mean that in the sense that like Bali was boring, but I think being bored can be so healthy, especially for your nervous system. And if I didn't have plans for like, you know, half an hour or an hour, I wasn't trying to fill my days with things just because I was like, I'm on holidays. I have to do things. I was actually forcing myself to be somewhat bored at times in between activities or meals or whatever. And at first it was really, really uncomfortable. But by the end of the trip, by the end of the three weeks, I did not want to even look at my phone. I had friends messaging me being like, when are you home? Like, I'm so excited to see you. And I like forgot the real world even existed. I was like, oh yeah, I've got friends, which is so funny. I was like, I literally replied and I was like, I actually have no idea. I think maybe next week. I'll see you when I get back. I just did not even think about work. I didn't take my laptop over, which again was really big for me. It was very intentional. It could have been so easy for me to take my laptop over and do some work, you know, every day. Or there's a lot of like co-working spaces, obviously like the expat community and working abroad is such a big thing over there. And I so could have easily done work and I would have really enjoyed doing that. But I literally forced myself not to take my laptop because I was like, if I take it over there, 
I'm just going to be living the same life, but in a different country. So I did very, very minimal work, like maximum, maximum, like 15 minutes a day, which I'm very grateful and blessed that I was able to do. And I think as a result of that, it, I didn't realize it until I came back, but I came back and I was like, wow, I'm not anxious. Wow. I feel really calm. Wow. My thoughts aren't spiraling. Wow. I'm good with just like chilling. I don't need to have a podcast on all the time. I don't need to have background music. I am not thinking about all the things I have to do today. I'm just being present. So I think that was a big, big blessing that came out of going away as well was that I really detoxed off of all of the scrolling, all of the social media, all of the dopamine hits that I would chase all the time. I'm very intentional with the work that I'm doing. I feel like, again, I had so many loops open and I made a plan to going into 2024, close a lot of those loops and let go of a lot of like external things and things that I have going on energetically and physically that I no longer want to have space for. And by removing a lot of those things and really coming back to myself, I feel like I've become, well, I feel like I'm becoming way more creative. I actually have time to create things again and creating time to create things again. One thing that happened like in this business with Awaken and Rise is at the end of last year, the thought of me having to create content like Instagram reels or whatever, I could not think of anything worse. Like I literally just felt not inspired. I was, you know, I felt like I was forcing it. So I don't think, I don't think I posted for like over two months because I was just so burnt out with, with having to create content and I would prioritize every other thing. And it was always on my to-do list. It was always on my daily, like create content for the day. And I would always not do it and just, you know, I'll do it tomorrow instead. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow instead. It's just one more day. It's okay. Until it turned out to be like two months or however long it's been. And when I came back, I really sat down because like from a business perspective, you need to be active. You need to stay relevant. You need to like be putting stuff out there for people to watch and to consume. But at the time last year, I literally just, I just didn't have the capacity to do that. So the other day I sat down with a really, I love making a plan as we know. And I sat down and wrote down a big plan of how I'm actually sustainably going to create content that really excites me in a really easy for me way, a way that works for me where it feels effortless and not like a burden or something that I have to do, but it's something that I actually want to do. But I would never have been able to do that without this space that I had, without this detox that I had, without this space that I've created. And then I think it was a couple of episodes ago, I released like a new year sort of energy podcast episode of all the things that I usually do around new years and what I was going to do to kind of set up my year, my resolutions, all of that for 2024. And I decided that I wanted to do that in Bali. I wanted to like reflect and, you know, be in my own energy and be in a really like magical place that I was in and do all of that over there when I was feeling really good rather than when I was like trying to force it when I was in that sort of like overworked sort of state. So I got over there off by myself. I bought a new journal. I was like, great. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to like plan my whole life out. I can't wait. And I don't know. It just kind of never happened. I just was never fully vibing it. I would have like some intentions in mind, but I was like, I want to sit down and like put pen to paper for some reason, which is so interesting. But I think actually, you know how I was saying before about like 
needing to simplify my life and close a lot of loops. I think for me personally, I actually don't need more this year. I don't want to sure there's things that I want to attract into my life and the, and there's a direction that I want my life to, you know, go this year, but I'm not attached to it. And I think in this whole space, we hear the word surrender a lot, right? You know, you've got to surrender, you've got to let go, all of that. And I knew that in theory, and I know those, those concepts and those words in theory, but I'd never fully embodied that. And usually each year I have a couple of words or even just one word that I really want to use as my anchor for the year. It's the word that I want to remind myself of all the time. It's the, it's a, not just a word, it's like an energy, right? Of what I want to embody moving forward. And that word for me this year is surrender. And I heard this quote the other day after I'd already, you know, chosen this word surrender and really like wanted to feel this surrender energy. But this girl that I follow on Instagram had this really great reframe around what surrender is. And it just further cemented. I was like, yes, this is exactly the energy that I'm feeling. And I'm going to butcher it. So I'm not even going to like quote her or anything because I feel like it's not even going to sound the way that she said this thing. But basically what I understood from what she was saying is surrender is not just letting go and being open. Surrender is letting go of resistance to things. So, and again, this is definitely not as beautiful or as potent as what she was saying, but I can't find, I think it was a story and it's expired, but it's like, how can you let go of control? How can you let go of resisting things? How can you just let it go? Like, how can you just let it happen? How can you just surrender and whatever wants to come in can come in and whatever wants to come out can go out and let go of the resistance towards those things. So let go of the resistance of somebody leaving your life and letting go of relationships, which is something that I've done over the past couple of months. that has been really difficult for me. But if that person wants to leave your life, then how can you surrender to that and let go of any resistance and just let it be? And if something wants to enter your life, how can you just let it be and not resist? And there's obviously so much more to that. There's so much nuance in that. But for me personally, that feels really good. And for somebody that it's funny because I've got an episode like written down about this, but somebody that can be loves to have control, loves to know what's going to happen, all of that. This is my biggest, my biggest challenge is just letting things be and not having to control things. So surrender for me is going to be a big challenge, but if I, if I can do it, if I can really go into that energy, it's probably going to be one of the biggest lessons that I ever learned in my life, which is huge. So that's kind of it. That's kind of my current life updates. I'm sure there's things that I'm missing, but I feel like that's kind of like the basics and (laughs) all of that of what's happened in the past month for me while I've been off. But yeah, I'm so excited that I'm back. I'm on such a high after the retreat yesterday. I just feel like this year is, it's going to be our year. I really do feel like that. All of our dreams are going to come true. I feel like we're going to learn and grow and evolve so much. I'm feeling really good things. So I hope you enjoyed this little life catch up episode. I hope you're doing really well as well. And I guess I'll leave it at that. So thank you for listening. 
I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or night whenever you're listening and I will chat to you in the next episode. Bye.